another edition of the official unofficial, unofficial podcast. podcast. The conversation. The creative industry. Those in the know will know. And if you don't know, Lassala has turned. Just want my people to fuck shit up. That's it. A bunch of cool things. Our claim to fame is what we call the make things make like shops. Keep doing the pods here. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, the honeybee. The honeybee. On this lovely edition, we're going to be talking about the creative industry and the Make Things Make workshops that happen around the world. So if you guys don't know what the Make Things Make workshops are and you're in the creative industry or... I don't know. I don't know where you've been. Like especially in the Val. Especially in the Val. Triangle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like these are like you know are really like cool events, and it's not even like asipad. It's a workshop. So the make things make workshops are a series of workshops, as we keep saying, that present the creative industry as an alternative to regular nine to five. Founded by Kabalo Ramasia and his crew of of street collective group of artists um that are into edutainment so they want to educate you about the entertainment industry and the creative industry so you know these workshops have been happening for the past this will be the fourth year since 2015 but a lot of these people to come and speak to creatives and give them an idea of what it is to start a business what it's like to be in the creative industry what is required you know you know it's tough and it's you know it's it's a real thing because lots of people are moving towards this creative space and it's not like you know something that you can like really really define like you can't you know if you want to be an actress, be an actress. If you want to be a graphic designer or own a brand, it's really different to going and working for Escom. You know, it's cutthroat. It's very, very, very different. So these workshops have been around helping people get them inspired, I think. You know, so we got to sit down with uh, Mr. Ramasia and we asked him a couple of questions with regards to, you know, what's good, you know. So the first one, as you all know, will be who are you and what did you start? The name is Kabelo. The name is Ramasia. I don't really have anything poetic to say about myself. Um, I love conversations around creativity. I'm creating through a movement that I started called Mass Appeal. And we do a bunch of cool things. Our claim to fame is what we call the Make Things Make Workshops. Those in the know will know. And if you don't know, that really says a lot about you. <laughs> make Things Make, it's a series of workshops that presents the creative industry as an alternative to regular 9 to 5. We have been hosting these workshops for, I think, four consecutive years, and it's been nothing short of amazing. Thank you, Mr. Ramasia, for giving us that introduction. Um, obviously, as we said, if you don't know who the Make Things, what the Make Things Make workshops are, I don't know where you've been for the past four, going on five years now. But other than that, so we went on to ask him, what was the dream? There's always that dream behind it, you know. Others literally have dreams. Let's ask him, what is the dream? What was the dream? The dream was to go to school to study about the creative industry. But growing up in a black family where you're only depending on one salary, I couldn't afford to go to a tertiary of my own choice. So I had to really use what I have at my disposal and make the most out of it. So I decided to create. So, Kabelo, you, you gotta make things make. 
Use what you have. You gotta use what you have. So if you don't, you can't afford to go to school, you know, and you still aspire to do what you want to do. And that's where passion comes in, guys. Like, really, like, honestly, if you have passion for it, then it's not going to work out for you. But if you have the passion for it and you know that, you know, at the moment, I can't go to school for it. Haiki gets it. So he did that. He made things make. He made it happen for him. So I then wanted to know for him to give us a brief description of his come up the first workshop that he had so what was it like from those that first one that he had up until now you know the come up we had an intimate session for our first installment took pictures went on social media posted the pictures hashtag, and that started a conversation around make things make fast forward to the second installment which we had doubled the number of what we had at the first installment People came through just to get a different vibe and ambiance. Um, after the second installment, we started getting some media attention. We did a show on SABC One called Shift. Um, we did a show on DSTV One Gospel called The Rise. So just us being in those spaces where we can share the gospel with people that might be keen to come to and vibe with us it really helped us to push the envelope the idea really made sense in my mind but i was hesitant to put it out there mainly because i was not sure how was going to be the reception of it given the fact that it was something new and something different in the vulture angle i remember how we went about the first installment we only invited our closest friends well, I really think that you did push the envelope on that one. I mean, the fact that you got recognized by television so that you can explain to everybody what you're doing, what the aim of everything is. So, like, you know, also, as like, as you said in the beginning, he couldn't afford to go to tertiary, but look where he was now. He was creating something for people with, and he had no qualifications at all. So don't be discouraged as well that, you know, you didn't go to school. But if you can, I mean, they say people who are street smart are the ones that make most money because at the end of the day they're the ones who are using their skills they're not afraid to like as i say sell things under the boot of their cars or you know go and do a job that like you know people be like Ooh, it's out. he created something out of just saying okay this is what i want to do i'm passionate about it i want to explain to people what this industry is about especially this creative industry and for him he learned along the way he gained his skill from just being like in the space with other creatives as well. So, you know, he pushed the envelope in that way and that allowed him to open doors as well for others and give everybody else access to be able to say, yo, this is really cool. Like, I mean, you know, to be on television and explain, look, a certain thing and I didn't have X, Y, and Z, but here I am. So we went and asked him, what has he done to improve the lives around him? Because obviously, you know, um these are workshops and i i guess at the end of the day they've meant for the people i honestly haven't really done much because i don't really have much so our faith she has been just preaching the creative gospel and sharing knowledge because we believe that knowledge is not only acquired through a textbook and our philosophy is the best way to learn is through experience so what better way to invite pioneers in whatever field that you might want to be in to come and share the experiences with you all in the hopes of learning. So 
hopefully god willing we yet to change lives we yet to contribute more to the culture um yeah well, I think he's a, he improved the lives of some people around him. I mean, he may not think so, but at the end of the day, him getting people to come and share their experiences and give advice is allowing someone to come there, get motivated, and go and change their life. Even if it means not him physically saying, yeah, here's a, a mob, go sweep, and I'll pay you. It's like saying, look, I'm giving you the information. You go and get the tools yourself, and you go and use them the way that you want to use them. So at the end of the day, I mean, he may not think it, but I personally feel like he's, he's done a lot for people that are around him and who are in the space. So with regards to that, I want to know what the challenges were for him and how he kind of overcame them. I mean, you know, obviously... There's, I mean, his first uh, making to make, he only invited a small amount of people because he wasn't like, you know, trying to be like, hey, give in, they come through, you know, you're not sure what the outcome was. So, so things like that, you know, and also getting artists must have been a challenge to get them. So I'm curious to know what was his challenges and how did he like, you know, overcome and improve them? People that are creating are really starting to sound like a broken record when we say funding is a big challenge. And this is how I feel about this whole issue, right? So we go to school and they plant a seed in our mind that we should not entertain the idea of working for somebody else, right? Which is dope. But I feel like the idea of starting your own business is really romanticized because they make it seem as if like it's smooth sailing, but shit really gets hard. And unfortunately, in South Africa, there's a science behind getting funding. So it's all about who do you know? Sadly, so I feel like funding is really up there on the list. <laughs> Guys, money is always a thing. But the thing is, as at the end of the day, if you really believe in something, you know, you go out there and get that funding. So I know, as you, as you say, it's not who you know. It's it's not what you know. It's who you know. And that's true, though. If you don't know the right people, you're not going to be able to, you know, tap into certain things. But also, there are government funding facilities that do help. But you need to have a killer, killer idea or, you know, a, um, you know, a business plan that will blow people away. So at the end of the day... It has to be like something crazy. But as I say, put in to make out. But then, you know, it is what it is. So I asked Gabriel, because obviously a lot of the times as, as creatives like to collaborate and one needs to collaborate, you're not an island on your own. It really doesn't work like that. There's no iron team. And if especially for vile people, you need to come together to make something great. So I asked him, what does collaboration mean to him? And why did he um, think to um, collaborate with, you know, a couple of creatives in, I mean, especially in, in the creative industry why is it important for one to collaborate you know so i asked him that because yo a lot of creatives they want to be an island on their own and they don't want to work with other people but it doesn't work like that because at the end of the day it's you know it takes a, a village you know collaboration is really important really important but it's hard to practice because the creative industry it's an egotistic sport so people have amazing ideas and for them to be able to execute those ideas perfectly they need to reach out to get help but they shy away 
Piki's ego. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's really one of my biggest fear that we might not witness one of the dopest ideas around town, just mainly because of ego. You know what I'm trying to say? Creatives can really be devious, honestly. Egotistical people in the creative industry are the weirdest, but it is what it is. Like people, like everybody thinks they're better than the next person, and everybody thinks that their idea is better than the next person. So I can understand what he says that like giddy ego, So put that ego away, guys. It's not gonna help you at the end of the day, unless unless you bore, you know. Black coffee, yes. Inside ego, yeah, how guys, when well, I let you in the bank and it's making it work for you. But until then, go partly, save everything with other people and be humble. Like, this industry also needs, like, oh, guys need to start being humble at the end of the day. So, Bona, here's your thing and focus on the prize and that's creating amazing things that, you know, you want people to see that you're passionate about something. But other than that, I'll ask Gabriel who or what inspires him. It could be anybody in the industry, um, like uh, a brand even, but like somebody that makes him get up and say, look, I want to be a part of this industry. I want to do this. And this person has given me the strength to say, yes, I can also be one of those people in this industry. So, yeah. My biggest inspiration is just seeing my people doing good. I'm pro-black. I don't fuck around. By that, I mean, I would rather help a black kid I build in through high from scratch than help a white kid I don't even their high. I just love my people. It's not that deep. So I'm all about black excellence. I just want my people to progress. I just want my people to get well-equipped. I just want to see my people getting all the knowledge that they need. I just want to see my people getting equal opportunities. So, in a nutshell, I just want my people to fuck shit up. That's it. He wants to beep things. He wants you guys to beep it up. <laughs> but I completely agree. Um, he's all about the brown sense and supporting each other. And that's what he wants to see in the Val Triangle. Everybody coming together as one and working together and doing this together. So, you know, supporting each other, guys. At the end of the day, it's support. Um, so he wants to be inspired by, you know, everybody just, you know, doing the best that they can do. And obviously, it's a color brown. I mean, big ups to that. Power to the people. And thank you. Thank you so much, Gabriela, for being a part of the show. I really appreciate and um, I hope that you have inspired somebody else sitting there thinking, you know what, I can't afford to go to, to varsity, but I really am passionate about this. Even if it's not in the creative industry, but it's in some form of industry, I can get up and go do it. Even if it means that I start at the bottom and I work my way up to the top, you can still do it and you can still make it at the end of the day. I was about to say something inspirational, but then I thought, let me do something inspirational. <laughs> so we definitely have exciting stuff coming this year. So just be on the lookout. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Cabello. And everybody, Go Massive Pure Creates. 
Guys, please follow them on Instagram at MesaPillCreates, one word. MesaPillCreates, one word, even on Facebook. That's where you can check us out. And I'm on Instagram as Gabriel Ramasia underscore at the very end. Gabriel Ramasia underscore. Um, shout out to DVST, man. I like what you guys are doing. And keep on contributing to the culture. Yeah. Please watch out for the next installments. Gabriel, we're waiting for another installment. We store you saying, come do there. So, we're waiting. We're waiting. Anyway, guys, other than that, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I'm looking forward to another episode. Obviously, it's going to do the... the (laughs) As I said in the last one, guys, if you want me to, I don't know, maybe you want to talk about your business or want to say a young shout out, guys, please drop us a, a line on the Facebook page at Dust from the Vault or Signature Medium Productions and other... We can make a plan to, you know, speak about your business and and take it from there. I'm also willing. I love to, you know, unpack things and talk about a few things. So for if you want me to come to your business and maybe if we have a manala, guys, I'll use my money and I'll pay for it. Anyway, guys, catch us on Instagram. We have an Instagram page. It's the official unofficial podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, guys. Ramona, Ramona. And if you want us to send you the the, the podcast via body WhatsApp and stuff, just drop us a mail or DM us on our respective pages. And I am your host, the honeybee. I'm out, guys. I am so out for today. Together, we are together. Together, we are together.